Planning a Disney World or Universal Studios vacation is not an easy feat. Between Genie Plus, advanced dining reservations, park tickets, hotel accommodations, and more, you're looking at hours upon hours of work when it comes to booking your vacation. Wouldn't you like your vacation to feel more like a vacation, though? Then let Zip Travel give you a hand. Zip Travel can not only save you hours of time and headaches by booking your hotel accommodations, getting the park tickets, booking the dining reservations, and a plethora of other things you need for your vacation. They can also save you money by finding the rates and discounts available during your trip. They are a great resource you can also lean on with any questions or situations that arise related to your vacation. But you know what the best part about all of this is? Their services are completely 100% free. Not only are their services free, but Zip Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner and an officially earmarked gold Disney travel agency. In fact, they are the travel agency that Jamie and I use exclusively to book our numerous trips that we take to Disney World, Universal Studios, and any other place in the world. They book it all for us. We lead super busy lives and they make it so much easier by handling all the trip planning details for us. We know they will do the same for you. In fact, we believe in them so much, we're willing to throw in some extras if you book your next vacation through Zip Travel. If you book at least a three-night vacation package, you'll receive from us a free t-shirt, $10 in CTM shop credit, and a goodie gift basket waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So to book your next trip and save time, money, and your sanity, head to travelwithzip.com today. Again, that's travelwithzip.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Jamie Lee. So, Jamie, how are you doing? Hello, Jared. I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. We had some technical difficulties to uh, kick kick off the show, as sometimes happens in, when you uh, do podcasting. Sometimes there's just gremlins getting the machines, and they, they just do things. But I think it's, it's good. So, if you guys are hearing this, then mission successful if not then you'll know something horrible happened and uh i threw the computer into just the field well if something horrible happened they wouldn't hear this that's the conundrum you know what i mean so if you're not hearing at all if if this is a lost tape that you find just know (laughs) it was a good show i don't know (laughs) it happens sometimes but anyway yeah so uh, one thing that was kind of funny was um i know i've talked about a little bit our daughter had gotten into like retro video games a little bit mm-hmm. mostly sonic because she saw the sonic movie i know this isn't like disney or universal related but she saw the sonic movie and she's like and i told her i'm like well it's off of a video game that i used to play and she's like i want to play it so mm-hmm. uh i've been playing that so i this it struck me on sunday so i don't know if any other nerds are out there but there's these <laughs> things called raspberry pies they're like they're basically like little motherboards that you can kind of do different stuff with uh, like you can use them to automate your house. Like you can hook up lights and stuff. And anyway, you can get them to basically create a retro gaming system. Mm-hmm. And I randomly just remember, like I was making coffee, and then she wanted to play a game, and, and the way we had to play it was on my old laptop, and it's just not very good. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to have that thing. So I spent a little bit of time reprogramming it on Sunday, and then now I built. We got a little retro gaming system that's got like. Regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, like Nintendo 64. I Listen, the kid version of me would be like, how did you come across... Like, I, I've, If I was to back, go back in the, in the past and show that to like kids my age then, they'd have been, their minds would have been blown. We've unlocked your childhood. Oh, like all these games. I was like, I remember renting this game. I remember yeah. going into the... In the vi- I can remember the smell of the video store. <laughs> going in there and renting it and being so excited to play Zelda with the gold... Because it had the gold, uh, whatever you want to call cartridge. And now I can download it and our daughter can play it for two seconds. And they go, I want to play a different game. And I'm like, oh. Like, when I was a kid, you had to take it out and blow on it mm-hmm. and do all sorts of things. But yeah, so. Let's just say Jared is very excited for Super Nintendo World. I've said as much. At, at Universal. And, and if this isn't a <laughs> like a evidence of that, then I don't know what is. 
Yeah, I mean it, that that is my nostalgia of childhood is that. So I'm excited that. But I was just saying it's one of those things. So I built that thing, and it's 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 nice to have. So you can make a retro gaming system. I don't know how much Raspberry Pis are anymore, but they're not too bad. But <laughs> you can do that, and your your inner child will be happy. And sure, maybe your current child. Who knows? But there you go. But uh, no, <laughs> on, on non gaming front news, uh, we are going to well, we're going to Disney tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And on then, so when you hear this, it'll be today, mm-hmm. and then we're heading over to Sea World yeah. for a couple of days. I've never been to Sea World in Orlando. This is for you know for outside the bubble, and we do things outside of Disney and Universal sometimes. But mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect from Sea World, so I'm just gonna go and just I don't know. They have a beer fest going on, so there's that. It's kind of nice to go to one of these places and just not know what you're getting into. Just kind of like go with the flow. And see what happens. Like, it's kind of nice. Whereas, like, with Disney, we go, we know exactly what we're, we've got planned. And everything is so by the schedule, you know. We're just going to well, do it. Different beasts we, there, for sure. So, that's true. But that's what we're going to check out. So, we are going to try some of the new booths that they're going to have at Food & Wine. Because they... Let's say they, uh, they uh, like, five, four or five opened on Monday. So, we're going to check those do you know, out. Do you remember which ones? Uh, Hawaii. Coastal Eats. Mac and Eats, Noodle Exchange. Mac and Eats is always good. And I think that's it. I think there's only four. The Noodle maybe. Exchange last year was good. Yeah, I'm excited to try that again. But Granted, hot noodles in hot weather isn't really the most like satisfying <laughs> thing, but it is good. What are you talking about? It's totally fine. Nothing like hot noodle broth. <laughs> 98 degree day. That's right. But yeah, so we're going to go check that out and then uh, we'll be staying at Homewood Suites over near SeaWorld, which I like Homewood. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, we I know Flamingo Crossing is like our off property go-to spot near Disney, but this is this is kind of like it because Homewood, I think it's good. So that's what we're doing yep. this week. So you can look out for Next week, we'll talk about some of the stuff we tried, and then we will have another episode of Outside the Bubble to talk about SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. But today, we've got some news to discuss, and then our topic is we're going to talk about the uh, best, and or at least our favorite and least favorite kitty rides mm-hmm. at Disney, because we have ridden all of these. Sure have. Numerous times. Yep. I'm going to go on a limb and maybe say we are maybe the utmost... Authority <laughs> uh, when it comes to a podcast on Disney kitty rides, I'm just gonna go out and maybe I, I'm just gonna say that I think we are the <laughs> most authority on these because we have ridden all of these numerous times and we can tell you the pros and cons of all of them. Pretty, I mean, yeah. So if yeah. you have littles that want to ride these, or if you just want to ride them yourself, we'll let you know about that. So, yeah. uh, but before we get to the news, I just want to remind you if you want even more content from us, uh, you can join Club Thirty Two. So that's our private group where. You know, you join and it helps us continue to fund the operation, uh, upgrade equipment, uh, keep doing what we're doing here. You know, we're, we just recently upgraded some cameras. We upgraded some stuff that we're going to take into the parks for uh, live streams and in-studio stuff. And in return, uh, we give you additional content. So you get things like Cool Kids Kitchen, where we make a Disney dish once a month on a live stream. We also have Club 32 Speakeasy, where we just go live, usually on the back porch, hang out, and just chat about whatever. We have the Club 32 show, which is sort of an ask us anything, whatever you guys want to talk about. So we've been doing those as a live stream. So if you have questions about trips or if you want to know stuff about us for whatever reason, uh, you can do that in there. It's kind of more of a long-form show. We also have uh, live streams inside the parks. So like when we're you know at Epcot and we are at SeaWorld this weekend – um, we will do live streams there. So we'll do room tours, all sorts of things. Plus it's a private podcast feed. There's a private Facebook group and you get 20% off of CTM apparel and 19.1 candle company products as well. So if you want to join there, you can go to ctmvip.com and you can do monthly or yearly option. Uh, you can actually even do a free trial. So if you just want to try it out even this weekend with, Hey, give it a shot. See if it's for you. If it's not for you, no worries at all, but you got seven days to give it a try. Uh, and then if you want to do it a yearly, you get a free T-shirt by doing that. So, again, go to ctmvip.com and uh, if you want to go check that out. So, all right. Well, let's get to the news. Okay. Uh, the first one we have here is a few Epcot tours are coming back starting October 2nd. Yes, excited about these. So, uh, there's a couple of uh, tours that are returning. One is Behind the Seeds. Now, Behind the Seeds is a tour that they have at Living with the Land. And it goes back there and you kind of get an up and up close and personal view of the plants, insects, fish, the greenhouses, all that stuff. And I've heard that this is a very cool experience. Um, it's only $35 a person. And so it's not, and it's not 
so it's not very expensive, but I feel like you get a lot of it. And you do, do learn quite a bit. Um, you can also do, over at the seas, you can do the Epcot Sea Adventures Dive Quest. And that's where you can go into the water, into the aquarium, and kind of, you know, swim around. You have to be scuba certified, but uh, this is a, a very cool experience. I believe it's uh, 199 maybe it's the other one, but there's also a uh, Dolphins in Depth tour, and you can meet the bottlenose dolphins at the seas and learn about their uh, behavior and talk with the experts who work with them every day. And again, those are that's not scuba certified. That's just a tour, but um, that's that's a that's a really cool experience as well. So they are returning October 2nd, and you can start booking these on Monday, August 22nd, and you can do it in the app. So. That's exciting. Yeah. Love to see. I've never done any of those tours, but they sound fun. I think I want to do behind the seats. I think I want to try it. I know that you probably don't want to do it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's if not I'm your, being it's honest, I was going to choose to do a tour of anything. It probably would be about seeds, but. Hey. That's just, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. I'll just do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might do it. I'm just saying if okay. it was a choice, well, I, mean, I would do other ones before, but. I see. It's available. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Uh, the next bit of news we have is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique reservations are now open. Yes. Um, I The other day, I think it was the uh, like the 12th maybe, they just all of a sudden was like, hey, uh, reservations are going live in an hour. We're like, oh, thanks for the uh, heads up just all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so uh, reservations did go quickly. I don't think there's any availability now. There might be some, but most of it was was pretty picked over in the next 60 days or I think the last date was like in October. So um, if you are wanting to book that, book early because it's very popular and they're only doing it at Magic Kingdom right now. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, they haven't said when Grand Floridian – one is opening back up, have they? Or the Disney Spring one, Springs one? No, yeah, so. I don't think so. All righty. Uh, and the next story we have here is the Boardwalk Deli opened Monday. So this is basically the Boardwalk Bakery, but they just renamed it, essentially. Yep. Uh, they have, we'll have more info uh, next week's episode because we are actually going to stop by tomorrow and see what it's all about. Check it see out. See what the see what all the 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 hype is see about. See the hype, absolutely. So, I, again, I I've heard that it's that it's it's decent, like nothing to write home about. I've heard but about basically what it was before, which was like it was okay, like it was yeah. you know nothing that was groundbreaking, right? But yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll share our thoughts next week. Yes, as we tend to do sometimes on mm-hmm. here. Uh, all right, the next story we have is a new Magic Band, or excuse me, not a new, but new, as in plural, Magic <laughs> Band Plus designs are now available online. Yes, there is Baby Groot, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's the Avengers, and there's a Disney uh, Disney's Electrical Light Parade. Let's discuss this one. Now, I don't know about you, Jared, but I've never heard of anything called Disney's Electrical Light Parade. Have you? I mean, technically, no. No. So what What my thinking was with this was that, is this a way, because it's it's Main Street Electrical Parade. Right. You know, is, is basically what this looks like. But Disney's Electrical Light Parade, I'm not sure if that, does that mean we're going to get a, a parade, a, a Main Street Parade or some kind of light parade at Disney World? Like they're just trying I mean, to encompass all of it together. It in would one? be great. I mean, that's something that people have been like asking for for yes. forever. I would love that. I don't. Again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that would be wonderful. That'd be wonderful if we got that. So, anyway. but uh, but do you think Disney's they're like that uh, Machiavellian to like put <laughs> that in there to like give that as no. like this is what it's going to be? I feel like it's just something that they put on there. So no. that people at Disney World would also buy it, like, because again, it's a Disneyland thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably so, to encompass the electrical water pageant too. Like, there's that. Yeah. So, and maybe it's to encompass that too. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's been nothing that leads me to think that they would be doing a nighttime parade because I don't feel like that they feel they need to <laughs> right now. So, like, until don't they feel the that. need to do that. And like draw people in, I don't see them doing it. But it makes me super duper sad. But yeah, you're probably I'm, right. I'm I'm not trying to make you sad. I'm <laughs> okay, just, just saying how they 
tend to operate there, but All right, fair um, enough. yeah. So are you, are you going to get, no, are you going to become, and I, I'm just going to say this, I'm going to ask, but are you going to become a magic man plus collector? Oh no, I have one and I'm fine with that. I, I asked, I asked that being like praying no. Yeah. Cause no, I, just, I don't, I don't collect well, magic. And bands. like, I just, yeah. I mean, I never have been one. I've gotten a few here and there. Like I got the Avengers regular magic band, but I don't, I mean, first off, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a big collector person. So for me, I'm just, you know, like you said, if there's one, it's like cool, but I don't know. That's just me though. I know. And I didn't expect you to get one. Uh, I got one for Again, our daughter. But my whole point is <laughs> I might get one, but I did. There's nothing about it that just screams out to me like need to have. Like, again, the weirdest thing about him when they were saying that it lights up during the fireworks, mm-hmm. which I've heard reports of people saying that part's not even really working. But my whole point was <laughs> some people have that's a weird draw because if I'm watching the fireworks, why would I be watching my wrist to see it? Like, I feel like this is a novelty thing that's really like it, some of this stuff is, is just things that have, after you, one time you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, Again, it, it does now the thing that it involves Galaxy's Edge where you can like do the whole game with it. That's intriguing. And they do more stuff like oh, that. Oh, the bat to bounty hunter. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like that gives us some more novelty and like you can do, you know, more things with it. But just some of the like light up stuff with the statues, at least for me personally, I'm just sort of like, I don't know. Like I that yeah. that doesn't really, you know, lead me to run out and go buy them or anything like that. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. We'll see what else they do. So if I'm if it ends up being something great, then cool. But okay. As of now, that's where I'm at. So, uh, and uh, the last bit of news we have here is even more Mickey's not so scary Halloween party dates have sold out. Okay. As of right now, it looks like all dates up to uh, Monday, September fifth are sold out. So up to Labor Day, all dates are sold out. Um, there's also uh, September sixteenth is sold out. Tuesday, uh, September 20th is sold out. October 30th is sold out and October 31st. So I do expect all dates to eventually sell out at this point. And now it may be closer to the date, but there may be some dates in September that might not. But I don't know if every one of them will sell out. I don't know. People people really like this stuff. I know. I have it last year. I definitely think into October. Mm-hmm. It will. Well, and the, the the price does climb as it gets closer to Halloween. So right now, if you were to buy a ticket for, I know they're sold out, but if you were to buy a ticket for this Friday, it would be 109 for an adult. But if you waited until October 28th, it's 179. So you're paying 70 more dollars for yes. just a little closer to Christmas. So it may not sell out. You mean Halloween? Yes, sorry, Halloween. <laughs> I do that a lot. Um, so it may not sell out on those dates, like right up until like you know, like the third week in October. I don't know. I don't know though. I don't know. I just assume that it would, based on like what's happened so far. So I guess we'll find out one way or the other. We will. We will, we will sir. We will find out together. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Well, that's all the news that we have. Mm-hmm. We do have a poll time though. Poll time. So I went a little different direction this week with poll time. I usually do a Disney Center question, but I did a universal Harry Potter one this week. So I asked the members of the Capture the Magic Community Facebook group this question, which part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort is better? And so Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley were the two options. Hogsmeade got 10% of the vote. Diagon Alley got... 52% 52% of the vote and 37% of our people in our group that voted said they have never been to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So based on the people that did vote, it's uh, Diagon Alley is the clear winner. And I, w- I wanted to ask this question mostly because we just did a episode on Diagon Alley. On the Universal show. On the Universal yeah. show. And so I it was it was fresh in my mind and it was actually Jared's idea. So thank you, Jared. Um and I wanted to see kind of what people thought in, you know, comparing the two the two sides and clear winner. But I feel like more people in our group need to go to Universal. <laughs> I they're missing out, I agree. They're missing out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that Diagon Alley would be the the winner on that. I think it's definitely more I feel I feel like it's well, more stuff from the movies and like more iconic things are inside of Diagon Alley. Right, but like Hogsmeade's got Hogwarts Castle, it's got Forbidden Journey, it's got the Flight of the Hippogriff, it's got 
um, you know, Hogwarts Express, obviously, but it's got Hagrid's. Like, it's yeah. got all the rides. I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you're going in But again, for. Diagon Alley looks just like from the movie. I mean, the movie. I know. I know. It does. And it's newer. Yeah. So that, that could be it. But, yeah. but anyway, so thank you, everybody, for participating in the poll this week. I will have a new poll next week. Yes, and if you want to be a part of the next poll time, you can join the Capture the Magic Facebook group, and that is where all the poll times are posted. And plus, it's a good place if you, you know, if you got an upcoming trip, you got questions, or you just want to interact with people. It's a good group. But, you know, there's there's some good people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go over there and join it. And a lot of times, especially if you got trip specific questions, a lot of times people get to the questions before we even do because there's a lot of people in there that go quite a bit. So it's a good resource to have, and uh, it's, it's always a good time. So again, go to Capture the Magic Facebook community uh, on Facebook because yes. that's probably where you'd have to go because it's a Facebook group true as one as one would you know what's scary jamie what's that jared wasting your money on cheaply made boring shirts that are mass produced in foreign warehouses by faceless companies because you deserve better than that so instead you should demand a shirt that is unique as you and not as spooky and one that is super soft comfortable breathable and will last you for years to come At CTM Apparel, you will find the ultimate shirts for theme park and pop culture fans. Our products are uniquely designed, screen printed, and shipped to you from us. We do it the hard way so that you get a unique handmade product that is the highest quality possible and so comfy you're going to want to wear it every day. That's right, Jamie. And you can get your own CTM Apparel shirt by heading to ctmshirts.com where we have dozens of designs to choose from. Our latest release is the Halloween collection that includes shirts inspired by Hocus Pocus, Mickey Pumpkin Festival, Dr. Facilier, The Hellas Horseman, and a Mickey Spiderweb. Yes, and all orders over $75 will get free shipping. And if you use the promo code SPOOKY, you will get 15% off of your first order. So again, head to ctmshirts.com to check out the spookiest shirts on earth. All right, well, let's uh, get to our discussion. Uh, and I'm again, I'm going to say we are the uh, utmost authority on the best, <laughs> the, our favorite and not so favorite kitty yeah. rides at all of Disney World. Now, so in making our list, I feel like... So there's a lot of rides at Disney World that can be for both adults and kids. So I tried to focus on only the ones that mostly kids would be the only ones that want to ride it. Right. Which is hard. It's hard to do at Disney, but that was kind of the parameters I was working with. So, for example, like, it's a small world. Like, I didn't consider that one because I feel like... It's very much an adult and kid ride. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's terrible. You know what? I knew you were going to say something <laughs> negative. I'm just waiting well, for I'm just, it. I just said I don't I don't care for that. <laughs> Before people jump on me here, I know my whole theory on It's a Small World is the one in Disneyland stays. That one involved okay. Walt. The one in Disney World is a copycat. And it goes? It's a fake. Okay. And, it, and there could be better things. My idea, a Tangled ride where Small World is. Yes. As we have discussed. Yes. Well, and you may be wondering what if you're new to the show, what makes us an authority on the kitty rights. We have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Yes. And we've been going to Disney with our six-year-old since she was a little baby. So And now she's very opinionated on what she wants to ride. So, so true. we ride we ride a lot of these so things. True. So uh but yeah, so like Jamie said, these are kitty centric rides. So mm-hmm. even though some of the ones, you know, you can ride like for instance, Seven Doors Mind Train is not on this list because it's not necessarily a quote kitty ride. Not at all. Right. No. So. I think that's mostly geared towards adults. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. But I mean, like, our daughter likes that ride. So I'm just saying, like, sure. it's kid ride. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start with our not so favorite. Or do you want to start? Which one do you want to start? Not so favorite or favorite? Let's start with favorites. Oh, okay. Let's start with favorites. Let's start all right. With, start with the number five one. All right. What's your number five favorite kitty ride at Disney World? All right. So, favorite ride, our fa- number five favorite ride would be Peter Pan's Flight. I picked this one because I feel like, okay, so first of all, the queue is awesome. Mm-hmm. Going through the queue, like you're going through the, the Darling's house and uh, Tinkerbell is flying and you got the shadows. It's very interactive and it's very cool as a kid to be able to like fly in the boat mm-hmm. over over London and everything. And it's, it's, a, it's a semi-opening day, you know, attraction. It wasn't technically opening day, but it was close. Um, and so having that... I don't know, like it's it's very classic, but it appeals 
it appeals so much to, to kids. And I maybe, I mean, I know adults like it too, but it's, it's appeals more to children for sure. Even though he's the villain of the story. Yeah, Jared. Okay. Yes, I just, Jared. I'm just checking. I know how you feel about Peter Pan. I'm simply asking questions. Yes. That's it. Well, my number five <laughs> is not Peter Pan. Okay. My number five is actually Barnstormer. Oh, uh, you like Barnstormer? Okay. I well, yeah, I put it on my face. I, I know. Okay. I, okay. I, I did. Uh, right. I put it there first. Off, our daughter and I like this. Kind of become our thing. We ride this quite uh-huh. a bit. But okay, I'm not a big fan of you know the storybook circuits back there. But I will say Barnstormer is a quick. It's a quick ride itself, but the queue is usually not very long, mm-hmm. and there's not a. I mean, it does get busy back there, but not like it does in other areas of the park. So you typically don't have to wait forever to ride this, and it's a very like most kids are going to enjoy this very well. So and it's a cute ride, but yeah. Pro tip: if you want to see an up close view of Tron, you go back there, right by the queue. It's probably it the closest a great spot. Yeah, you spot. can when you're in the queue there, you can basically see all the way inside of it so and i believe they're going to make an a, like, there's a walkway that goes from tomorrowland to by barnstormer that i i think that's going to connect it would make sense if it would yeah. I, but i haven't heard that specifically i think i think i think it will i don't know for sure but I, i'm pretty sure it does okay so anyway right. yep you want right. to share my number four yep what's your number four my number four, and I know a lot of people don't like this one, but the number four is The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Okay. So the reason for that is because it usually has no weight at all. That's true. Um, the queue is, I know the queue is like kind of a winding queue and you have to go through the whole they thing. They anticipated people waiting um, hours for that ride <laughs> and with sometimes, that queue. Sometimes they do, but it's eh, rare. I it's mean, rare. Yeah. Um, but there's some, there's some cool things about it. Like I do like dark rides. I like Disney dark rides Mm -hmm. and our kids love this ride. They love the ride because they like the, they like the characters. They like Nemo. Um, Nemo is a very popular character. Obviously I like the jellyfish scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, they also like the, uh, the current, the, uh, the, the current thing, the water, the crush. Yeah, the the what are they doing? The little dude. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but yeah. The sea. What are they surfing? They're surfing the Mid Atlantic. No, I can't. They're remember. cruising something. I get. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I'm escaping my brain. Um, but it but it empties out into the whole seas, living seas area, and that the place is so interactive, and it's got the you know it's got the Bruce's play area. Mm-hmm. It's got the turtle talk with Crush. It's got all the the aquariums and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very cool experience that you could spend a lot more time than just going on that ride. I mean, like that ride for us is usually an introduction to what we do later within the, the, the seas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually, yeah. So I think it's a, I think, and you can learn a lot. You can learn. You can learn. Cause you can see into the actual aquarium on that ride. Yeah. All right, I think you swayed me. I wasn't going to put that in there, <laughs> but I think you're right about that. Because I didn't put it in there because I'm not – like, this ride needs updating. So, like, what kind of updating? Well, like, in the ride, like, some of the stuff just – it's a little dated. Like, it needs a little, like, the, the whole scene where you're, like, going through the water thing. Like, it just – a lot of it just seems like it's not high def. And there's mm-hmm. some things – but you're right. Our kids love it. I think kids – mostly most all kids will love this ride. It's an easy ride for everybody to go on. And – you know, the fact that it goes into the aquarium. I wasn't thinking about where it dumps you into, which is the aquarium and other stuff like that. So for kids, I think, yeah, this would be a great one uh, for kids of basically all ages because, you know, both our son and our daughter love, you know. And uh, when you get out of there, too, there's a Dory sticker book you can get that our daughter always wants to get because it's got a bunch of stickers there. Yes. And they usually have cast members out there showing stuff like ocean you know whether it's about animals and things, and there's actually quite a bit of you can you can really go in there and look around. There's quite a bit of interactive things you can do as well. So mm-hmm. for that reason, not as much the ride, but everything else around it. Yes, okay, fine. I'll <laughs> okay. put it at number four. I was I had another one there, so I will. Uh, I, that'll be my runner up, I guess, for this. Oh, so that was your number four too. That'll be my number Fair four. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so I made my number four. So, all right. What's your number three? My number three is Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Okay, mine is too. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so this one is kind of a go-to for us. Usually doesn't have a long line. 
Um, if it's has a longer line, more than like twenty minutes, then we don't we we don't wait. But I, I enjoy the the queue. It's got Scuttle. He's talking to all the the mm-hmm. guests walking by, and it's in the air conditioning, which I enjoy. <laughs> That's true. It is in the air conditioning. <laughs> it's air yeah. conditioning, and then uh, you're in actual shells. You go under the water, and then you see Ariel transform. You have the under the sea song. It's very colorful. That giant Ursula. And then I know it's like, it's crazy because it looks like, it looks like she's got dead eyes. Ariel's got dead eyes. The way she blinks. They look a little weird. They do. (laughs) Uh, But I love the scenes. I love the giant King Triton. Who's like, he's just jacked. (laughs) I mean, Triton (laughs) definitely, he definitely works. I mean, he, there's a gym somewhere in the ocean that he goes to. It's true. I like the songs. I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a nice dark ride. I really like it. I I wish they had had it when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the things you said. It's good. Uh, one thing about these continuous ride vehicles, and this one is you know, more oh, specifically, stop. is I, I don't know if I've ever been on this when it hasn't stopped or slowed down in the middle of it. Uh, but I don't think I've ever been on it when it's actually complete. Like, we've had to evacuate off of it. So uh, that happens. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's as far as, like, a dark ride and it based on a, you know, a kid's movie, it's a, it's a solid one. So, yeah. I would say number three. Yeah, that works out good. Okay. What is your... I have. I think our top two here are probably the same. So what is your number okay. two favorite kid ride? And I want to mention that these, this is rides. There's no shows in this these lists, by the way. Just rides. Yeah. Just to clarify. Well, kids usually don't. I mean, shows are hit and miss with kids. Right. But yeah. I did have a Frozen sing-along, and I was like, that's not a ride. But uh, okay, so number two is Frozen Ever After. That's also where I put Frozen Ever After. Okay. Yeah. These these lists are great. We are just well, we just we've <laughs> also just written these forever, like a ton I of know. all these. So yeah. So Frozen Ever After, you know, it did replace Maelstrom, which I did like, but I believe I did they they did a really good job. The queue, I like the queue. It feels like you're in Arendelle, mm-hmm. you know, and has that little drop, and it's a vast improvement on Maelstrom for sure. Like it's a much better ride. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a solid ride. It is. It's just, it's a, it's a solid, it's a solid dark, another dark ride. Well, and it's one know? of those where if the kids enjoy Frozen, they'll love this. Uh, you've Absolutely. got, you know, the gift shop can be a little bit of a trouble spot because the kids get out of there and they want to look at it. Although our daughter usually doesn't want much. She wants to look, look. but you mm-hmm. know, there's be a warning here. There's a lot of stuff in the, uh, the old gift shop that if their fans are frozen, they're going to find some stuff in there, but no, I mean it's a like there's not much else to say. It's sort of like uh you know, under the sea. It's a frozen dark or no, excuse me. It's a solid dark, dark ride, and this one's based on frozen. So just happens to be a water ride as well. Yes. Yeah, but but we don't usually ride it if it's if it's a long wait unless we have genie. I plus. will say this one drawback to this is the wait time can still be up there. I mean, when this thing first opened, it was you know two hundred minutes plus. So. Yeah. Uh, so it can still get a long wait time. So it's one where probably if you've got littles, this is where like, you know, using Genie Plus, something like that will pay off to do yeah. that. So yeah. Uh, just to, yeah. Uh, whereas Ariel Under the Sea, that one's not really hard to get on compared to this. So I guess that would be a drawback to uh, to Frozen Ever After. So. Uh, all right, the number one spot, I have a feeling we have the same one here, so I'm just going to go on a limb and say it. At least I hope so. Okay. Did you put Toy Story Mania as your number one? I did. Okay, I did as well. And this one, there's a caveat to this one, though, because adults really like this one. I love this ride. But it's, but it's, it's, for, it's, for, it's for kids. It's for, like, adolescents, I feel. I feel like they're, it's geared toward them. I think it's just, like, it's all ages. Like, if you like Toy Story and it's, like, carnival games. But but it's a Toy Story. It's it's because it's, it's you know, Toy Story is, again, I know adults love Toy Story and the, the whole franchise, but it's a kid's, it's a kid's movie. So, it's geared toward kids. I don't know. I, I like the ride and our, you know, we try to ride it as much as we can. It's such a fun ride. It's so fun. Because it's, I mean, like, it's different every time because you get a different score. Yes, you know, our daughter and I. She's getting competitive with me, like yeah, me. So we ride game. together, and and so I don't like when we're playing it. Uh, I don't shoot on her side, so I, I am competitive, but I have a heart. I have so I a like, heart, but she'll get like she's getting competitive <laughs> with it as well. But it's really fun. Like I, I love like yeah, it's fun. Like I wish mm-hmm. I could play that at home. 
like have yeah. a little setup at home, but just like practice. Yeah, but as a as a you know, it's a unique game. There's no other ride like this uh, that I've yeah. ridden uh, in terms of like you know connecting it like that. And it's 3D, so yeah, and it's got the rewritability of this is really high since it's always yeah. different and it's like a game. It's you know it's it's not a boring thing. The only thing I will say is uh, you're you're gonna get a good arm workout with this. Mm-hmm. And I've tried different things of like not doing it as much but I, I don't feel like it's very like to really make it work you just gotta you just gotta crank on that thing in your arm yeah. like at least mine when i get done my arm's like on fire but yeah so that's the only thing about this i would say is a downside so um originally i had slinky dog dash as my number one but i was thinking like no there is a height requirement with that one and it's not really yeah it's not really and it is kitty I mean, it's based on Toy Story, but yeah, it does have a. I mean, it's a it's a it's a tameish roller coaster. It's a good entry level roller coaster for a kid. Yeah, for sure. But the height but lim- the height yeah. requirement thing. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would. I would agree. I don't. I don't think I would put that in a kiddie ride category, though. Yeah. Which is why it's not in there. Yes. Yeah. Correct. All right. Well, that's our uh, top five favorites. Yes. Here. Yes. We'll recap this at the end here. So okay. Uh, let's move on to our not. So favorite kitty rides at Disney World. So we can go from five to one. So our uh, the number one being the, our least favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. So what is your number five least favorite kitty ride? I'm going to go with the one that makes me cover my ears at the end. Journey into Imagination mm-hmm. at Epcot. Um, the... <laughs> I don't know that that ride. It just it needs help. <laughs> it just needs help. It needs another another redo. It's been twenty years now since they fixed it mm-hmm. the first time, and it desperately needs to be refreshed. Um, and what I'm talking about, especially at the end, is there like there's a big pop when they lower the screens and you see uh, figment and the the rainbows and the imagination song. Um, it scares me half to death. I hate it every single time. My our kids don't like this ride. They do not want to go on this ride. One because of that sound, but two, they just think it's boring. Yeah, you know. I will say I have this one at a different spot on our list. Okay. So I will say I agree with you. Okay, fair enough. Everything you've said, I'm in <laughs> complete agreement with you. All right, what's your number five? <laughs> My number five is Tomorrowland Speedway. Okay. Uh. The concept of this, I think, is great. I love go-karts. I like driving, you know, ideally fast, but this one mm-hmm. really isn't fast. The problem I have with this one is, you're, first off, you're baking in the sun. Absolutely. Basically yep. the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, the steering is uh, not so reliable. <laughs> it's, again, it's not, I think it's terrible. Like, our daughter wants to do this sometimes, but again, it's like you smell like a go-kart track down there like it's the yeah. least disney world ride out of all the rides at disney world i feel like this is something you would find again like i being from missouri like you go to branson missouri and it's like go-karts and putt-putt and shows i feel like yeah. the smell and everything i'm like i feel like this is like something you would find in branson not in disney world and yeah. just the fact that like it's a slow moving line as well so when you're waiting in line and it's hot and you're in the sun it doesn't go very quickly yeah uh, you also get bumped by people sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's not always the most... Like when you're sitting there parked and someone's not paying attention, they ram into you and give you whiplash. So, yeah, I would say this one's just probably... It's Again, it's not like it's horrible when I ride it, but it's definitely not one of my favorites. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It is stinky. It's it's You don't come away smelling great. Nope. Put it that way. Uh, all right, what is your number four least favorite kitty ride? Number four, even though yes, it does have a high requirement. I just re- I just realized that, but it's a very low high requirement. Alien swirling saucers. And that's where I put mine too. I put that right there, at number four. So, <laughs> I would have mentioned this before I go on any farther. My 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 top four least favorite ones have a theme. They all have the same theme. Well, your problem is you don't the spinning stuff isn't. Yeah, thing. yeah, the spinning thing. Not a fan. Well, so if you're, if you're unaware, Jamie has really bad motion sickness. So that's why she can't really do spinning stuff too spin. well. Yeah. I don't spin. Uh, yeah. So Aliens Rolling Saucers fits into that category of rides that I will do if I have to for our kids. If I'm like by alone with them or whatever. But I'd prefer not to. 
<laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I put sorry. I put this at number four here on my least favorite because the ride itself um, I don't hate. It's cool. It's a new, it's it's newer, even though it feels like it's been there for fifteen years. Like I will I will say this ride has <laughs> aged horribly. Yeah. But it always has. I swear that thing always has a forty minute wait or plus. And then the queue is outside. Yeah. It's a very and a lot of stuff at Toy Story Land is just very blah on the queue side. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of this is the ride is like I feel, I swear it's thirty seconds long. It's just super short. And so yeah. I. This is the thing of, I don't feel like as long as you wait in line for this, you're not getting, you know, it's not like you're like, oh, that was worth it. I feel like every time you do it, you're like, oh, because I, you know, but, you know, our son loves it. Like, he actually loves, like, he'll walk over there and he just wants to stand there and watch those things go in circles. That's what he wants to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, so, for that aspect, like, he loves it. And if our kids want to do it, I will do it. But right. I will say, for being a newer attraction, I feel like it's very underwhelming. I feel like yeah. it could have been done a lot better. You know, if anything, the ride just lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's again. It, you're always looking. I swear it's 40 minutes plus, and the, the queue is just outside in the heat, and just not not the most fun that way. All right. Yep. Pretty much. So, all right. <laughs> what is uh, your number three? My number three is Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. I put that there too as well. It's another uh, one that goes in a circle, and that's the reason I don't like it. Um, only be so okay. Whenever the parks reopened from the um, the pandemic, it was a very slow moving ride, and our I think kids I have PTSD from this. Actually, our kids were insistent on riding this every single time, and it was like forty five minute wait because they were they were doing social distancing in the weirdest way. By the way, and. It was so it was so annoying. So I yeah, I think I have PTSD from this for sure. Oh, our and daughter like, wanted to do this first thing every single time. We're yeah. like, okay. We go over there. And it, yeah. yeah, you're right. It moves so slow. It now it's not as bad. It's not as bad now. No. I although I don't carousels in general aren't my favorite type of ride because it requires <laughs> to hoist them up there. Well, <laughs> not as much as that. It requires other people to follow directions. And not like you can get held up on there because people aren't like, you know, all it takes is one person not doing something you're supposed to do. And then you're waiting there an extra amount of time. So it's just, it's yeah. one of those things where you've got so many people on it. Um, <laughs> it, it I mean, it, it, a, I mean, carousels have been around for a very long time. Yeah. And I like the idea of this. It's just in general, I, we try and like maybe shield our daughter's eyes from this, be like, you don't want to do, you want to go over here and do this. But now it's not as bad, <laughs> but it's probably still always like a, 20 minute wait probably i'd say oh at least yeah but yeah, yeah. so it was the worst when it first reopened because again you were looking it, it would wrap around the whole thing and it was at least 45 minutes plus yeah and it was just uh nothing to do in that line i mean i have to basically like what i do is i hold on to if i have our kids and just me i hold on to each of our kids one hand on the back and one hand on this back and then i stare at the floor <laughs> because if i look out around me well yeah immediately get sick so but you haven't ridden this in a while though have you you hadn't had no i did the carousel though at islands because i had to and i was like oh i'm done (laughs) i'm out (laughs) sorry that's fair anyway that's fair all right uh well what is uh what is your number two least favorite ride my number two least favorite ride is actually three different rides but they are the same ride and that is dumbo magic carpets of aladdin and triceratops spin it is the same ride mechanism. Yeah. And so it is my number two least favorite ride. Uh, the spinning, they're going in a circle. Same, same thing. But I'll make an argument. <laughs> Dumbo, though, has the the play area inside, and it's in the like that aspect of it. I would take Dumbo out of it because Dumbo is the one that almost mm. made my top five for the okay. play for the play area. Because but, you can but go, that's the play area. It's not right, the ride. but it's part of the ride. Like you go through there, they can go run around in there, and you're in the okay. AC, so it's like okay. and it's really hot. You can go okay. in there. Okay, fine. I'll take out Dumbo. And I'll just do Magic Carpets and Triceratops Spin because the queues are outside. Yeah, and it's usually crowded around Magic Carpets. Right. I mean, they all they a, all are the same ride. Yeah. But the queue for Dumbo, I do I do think is a nice perk for parents with littles okay fine i print a retraction okay. and i will take out dumbo and just do magic carpets and try to spin you convinced me okay we both convince each other of something thank you list. for interjecting 
No, I just wanted to say, I I agree. You're right. You're right. I agree with you on the ride concept, and like, it's not the most thrilling thing in the world. But kids, for the most part, love it. But at least Dumbo, you're not you're not out there. I got it. Still not my fave, but yeah, I got it. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) What's your number two? Oh, my number two is Peter Pan. Uh, Well, that makes me sad, but not surprising. Here's my arguments. (laughs) <laughs> this has really nothing to do with the fact that I my long-standing theory is Peter Pan is the villain of mm-hmm. these movies because mm-hmm. who wants to what what's what's so enticing about a boy who never wants to grow up? But that's neither here nor there. My other <laughs> issue with this is it's smack dab in the middle of Fantasyland. It always has a long wait. Always, it is a super slow-moving queue. The ride is fine. It's a dark ride. It's not a bad ride. It's just everything else around it. Like that whole area is is always congested. It's down a lot as well. And the problem with that thing goes down is it's such a popular ride. Everything else around it becomes like double the wait times. Mm, So it's just one where, and I do, I do think the queue has some cool elements to it. Mm -hmm. I will, I will say that, but it's just the long wait. The fact that it just can, it's where it's at. And I think that what it goes against is where it's at with its popularity is it just becomes this like huddled mess right there. And, Again, I just don't like Peter Pan. It's part of it. I mean, that's probably part not going to help. If I'm being honest. Hey, this it, is your list. You can do whatever you want. It wasn't in my top five favorites. It Does it deserve to be my least favorites? I don't know, but I just don't like Peter Pan. So, <laughs> And I don't really care for the fact that it is always crowded and it's always a long wait. So there's that too. So I'm putting it here. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair enough. What is, okay, what is your number one least favorite? I have All a right. feeling I know what this is, but what's your number one least favorite? All right, number one, it's my enemy, Mad Tea Party. I mean, for you, this is your kryptonite. I literally, if I, (laughs) if I rode this, if I rode this ride, and we go as much as you like to spend with our our kids, it's not me. Okay, how much as they like to have you guys spend? They demand I do it. Yeah, if I got that ride, I would be on the floor, just, just. In a lot of discomfort and just, I need, I need like to recenter. It would take a lot for me to feel normal again. So I, I, I think that, I think this ride is adorable. I love, it's a, it's a very classic ride. It's, it's pretty and I, I wish I could ride it, but heck no. <laughs> heck no. Heck no. So. Uh. That's the blanket statement. Yeah. That's my least favorite ride. As bad as this one is for you, the one in Universal and Islands, that's the uh, Storm Force Accelerator or whatever, oh. is way worse than this. Okay. Well, I'm never that thing, that, so. That thing's like a combo of alien swirling saucers and teacups together. Ew. Like in how it works. Like it, it gets oh, pretty gosh. intense. But I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, we, we always do teacups, like especially our daughter and I. She likes to do it with us. So mm-hmm. I don't like... It's not a bad weight. I don't necessarily like the spinning stuff, but I don't get motion sick. But it is a lot of work for me. That's why I didn't make my top five. <laughs> so daughter's always like, I'm going to go faster. And I'm like, I'm about to pull my bicep here. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm trying to always spin it as fast because she right. wants to go fast. But uh, yeah, I understand for you, though. That's I wish I could ride it with you guys. I, I You guys seem to look like having a lot of fun, so... She has she has a good time when we do it. Yeah, I will say that I I, I want you guys to do this at the at the Mickey, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party because um, they have like the overlay like the music and the lights and stuff. Yeah, so I think you guys should do it, and I'll just watch from the side. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my least favorite ride. A kitty ride for kids, anyways, is uh, Journey into Imagination. For all the reasons you said, mm-hmm. I I. I, I loathe this ride. I was so glad <laughs> then like I it was always that thing of that really loud noise that would always I know. It's like I the can't, air thing going on. I don't know what it is. Mm-mm. Uh I was glad whenever our daughter eventually hated this ride because I was like, thank you. Because I mm-hmm. just it, I never enjoyed any aspects of this. I guess the only part of it I would say is a plus is when you get off of it, you do have the interactive queue area or whatever you want yeah, to play even area that's kind of sad no i agree like there's nothing about this it's great I, I well they do have uh wreck it ralph and vanellope right they meet in there I mean, they do meet in there so there's, there's that plus but i mean yeah. for figment for what is now like especially when there's a festival mascot it's figment you'd think that he has a better ride <laughs> right it's just uh, there's nothing about this i enjoy so. okay fair enough granted i know i think it was our daughter's first disney ride 
Was it her first one? I think it was her first one at Disney. Her first ride oh. altogether was at Universal Studios. I think it was the Carousel. Was it really? I'm pretty sure this was her first I ride. I don't remember. Oh yeah. my gosh. How do I not remember her first ride? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was because I, yeah, I'm almost certain. But it doesn't oh, change the fact crazy. that it's a terrible ride. Right. But it does have right. nostalgia there. But yeah. Fair enough. That's crazy that that ride was your first ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So. All right, well, that's our list of our favorite and not-so-favorite. My favorites were, again, number five was Peter Pan. Number four was The Seas with Nemo and Friends. Number three was Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Number two was Frozen Ever After. And my number one was Toy Story Mania. What were your favorites? Uh, my number five favorite was Barnstormer. And then it was Nemo. And then Under the Sea uh, with Little Mermaid, Frozen Ever After, and Toy Story Mania was my number one. And my least favorite ones, number five was Journey to Imagination, Aliens Rolling Saucers, Prince Charming Carousel, uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, and Triceratops Spin. And my number one was The Mad Tea Party. And my number five least favorite was Tomorrowland Speedway and then Aliens Rolling Saucers, which, by the way, just look at the initials for Aliens Rolling Saucers. I mean, it, ex- you, it explains it itself. It literally is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, the number <laughs> third least favorite <laughs> is Carousel. <laughs> Then Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and I will I will fight people on that. And my least favorite overall is Journey into Imagination, that has a ride that doesn't involve much imagination. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's our list of. Uh, and I, again, I will just say, uh, the most uh, we we are the authority on kids rides at Disney. The utmost authority. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how we determined this, but I'm just going to say that's what it is. So, okay. uh, all right. Well, that will do it for our list there in the in the show today. Okay. So uh, I guess the only thing I'd love to be sure to check us out on social media. Uh, we're at on at Captain Magic on Instagram, at Capture the Magic on TikTok, and also uh, Capture Magic Facebook community. And if you want even more content, again, uh, CTM or excuse me, Club Thirty Two is where you go for that. CTMVIP.com. And if you want some more shows, we do have uh, CTM Universal, where we talk about Universal Studios. And that is once a month, and we just had an episode uh, this week where we talk about Diagon Alley mm-hmm. One Hundred One. So mm-hmm. if you're going, we have a Hogsmeade 101 and a Diagon Alley 101. So we cover all the Harry Potter stuff, which is the biggest draw at Universal. So we got that there. Uh, we also have Trip Tales, which is Jamie's trip report show. And that is twice a month. And that one, you just recorded one. And that's I out. Did. That's out in Club Thirty Two, and that's another part yep. of Club Thirty Two's early access to Trip Tales. But yep, uh, Club Thirty Two got early access um, today, Wednesday, and then it'll go up to the regular feed on Monday. So okay, new on Monday. so new new Trip Tales on Monday, and that's mm-hmm. the show again where uh, people go on a trip. They know they're going to come on the show, and they just have a big breakdown discussion about everything that went on. So it's a really good trip planning resource. So if you're going to go on a trip, you can find somebody that had, had a similar situation to yours, probably. And uh, glean some insight from that. Uh, we have some outside the bubble, which like we mentioned before, we're talking about SeaWorld coming up, but we we discuss things outside of Disney World and Universal Studios. The latest episode there, we talked about Tactical Brewing Company and a uh, way better cookie than Gideon's, which is Gooey Cookie in Orlando. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that am I missing anything? Um, I think that's it just in just this podcast, obviously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're listening to it now. Yeah. uh, You always go check out the website, ctm.show, for everything Mm -hmm. if you want to check everything out. So, all right. Well, that'll do it. So, thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. And thank you, Jamie, for joining. Thank you. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.